This is the day that the Lord has made, and these are the times which God has decided we shall live. Now let's dive in. Yes, we're going to system. Do you still think it your dream job? Electrical is my dream job in the sense of, like, <laughs> that's the thing. A dream job is like, what would I want to do if I could get paid for it? The first thing would be nothing, right? I do whatever I want, and then I make money. Like, kind of like, either you're like an investor, and you buy and sell real estate, so like you're like a landlord, right? Like the lady here that owns this place, like she's right now, she does whatever she wants. She's been, I don't know if she's a, she, yeah, I know, but I'm saying, she's doing that because she can make even more money, but she could live off of the revenue off of properties and do whatever she wants. But, even her as an engineer, do you think if she doesn't want to go to work, do you think she's like, oh, shoot, if I don't go to work, I can't, no. Because her and her son looks like it's like, she's probably like, you know, I don't know. But my point is, electrical is the thing I would want to do. If you had to work? If I had to work. If I had to take a job, it's like, it's mad, so I can do it, and it's interesting, it's not that bad, not too much heavy lifting. But other than that, you guys do stocks. Other than that, real estate. Other than that, making videos. Making videos is good because I like to talk, one. But that's also like a dream job. So there's like a lot. It's just different levels on like how crazy is it. Electrical isn't that crazy. This, to make a living off of it, is up there. stock it's not hard but it just takes a lot of time and dedication and it's going to take you a lot of years unless you invest in like a company like apple when it began when it's very low and you put a lot of money into it and then it blows up then it doesn't take a long time but most companies if you invest in apple right now in 40 years you're not going to be a billionaire so it's like you're, you're gonna have to wait what are you doing It's like private jets, they're not private jets, they need to be funded. So, I fund them. So you can say you own jets? Mm -hmm. I own 22. 22 jets, yeah. And then now you can take out, you can take out a loan on that? <laughs> yeah. In 22 years. 22 years, the brakes will be in your ass. <laughs> I'm like, where's the jets at? Like, I meant I own stock, so you don't actually own anything. Did you see the greatest showman? That's what he did. Chapow. They're in the bottom of the sea. Oh, okay. Execution? A hanging? Okay. But, yeah. Because even this, like, right now, I don't have anybody to interview or to... I was just going to ask you, can I interview you for a minute? You can. Okay. Jenny. 
Can you tell us a little about yourself? I'm Elijah. I'm 22 years old. This is 3v1A. This is episode one. Okay. What's your aim for this channel? To spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and to have fun doing it. Is there any topic that you believe will be off limits or upsetting to your potential audience? I think a lot of things will be upsetting, but I don't think anything will be off limits. I think it's good to talk about everything that goes on in this world. I don't think anything is too bad to talk about in moderation, obviously. Kind of like how the Bible will still have history and truth in it about stories that are very bad, about rape, about murder, incest. There's every single story inside there, but that's the human condition. So anything that happens in the world, I'll talk about it. What is your purpose in life? What do you believe your purpose in life is? My purpose in life is to have a relationship with Christ and then to invite other people into that relationship so they can have their own personal relationship with Christ. And in that, we can have a better life here on earth, but more importantly, have a life after earth in heaven. What is something about life that you cherish or something that you can look at and be like, God did this for me? A lot of things. I think the first thing that pops into my mind is my children, my wife, my family. God has done a lot for me, so much that I can't even remember it all. One of the things that I can really vividly remember it was I was driving on the highway 200 kilometers an hour, blizzard, snowing, raining, and I was going through a rough time and I spun out of control and there was traffic everywhere but I literally slipped by every car, stopped in the middle of the highway, the car shut off and then I tried to turn it on three times and on the third time it worked after I prayed and then I went home but I was like wow, like I really should have died there but I didn't. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to question your relationship with God or you had to question how good of a person you were? Do you think that there's ever been a time where you doubted your faith? A lot of times. The human condition is just full of ups and downs, good and bad, but it's something that you have to learn the older you get when you're young you think okay i'm young i believe in god god's like my father god's gonna take care of me all the time and he's gonna give me everything i want and there's gonna be no badness no pain no nothing no suffering but as you grow up and you read the bible it says that you are gonna suffer you are gonna go through tribulation but the solace that you have is that god will be there with you and you'll be with god at the end where he'll wipe away every tear be no more suffering or death but the first part of the question is what I went through that made me question God when I was younger not that much younger maybe 19 we were having our son and 
I ended up having a stillbirth and at that point I was very upset and very angry with God thinking to myself why did this happen there's no reason yada 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 and questioning God's goodness God's faithfulness God's like what is he doing why is he letting this happen why are we suffering why am I suffering but it's kind of like no matter what happens if I have a good day or a bad day it doesn't change if gravity exists right God just doesn't stop existing just because a bad situation happens and all the evidence for God doesn't disappear as soon as I go through tribulation but emotionally it's very easy to get distance and be like no no good God would allow this to happen but thinking about it more like even my daughter now like sometimes I want to protect her overly protect her and her mother you you say you know it's okay if she falls she's gonna get back up if you're there and you're coddling her every time she'll never really grow so there's a lot of reasons and refutations to why God allows evil if God is good and we can get into that but I think that was the first part of your question I forgot the other parts but what do you think the same question. Is it the same example? Yeah. For me, I would think it's the same example. Yeah. Now, guys, if you liked or learned anything new from this video, please drop a like, drop a comment, subscribe, share. I know I sound like a broken record player, but it really helps the algorithm and us get on top and help the video get shared so if you could support us through patreon paypal in the description and if you can't pray for us and drop a like thank you god bless you for me i believe that it's the same example um when we lost our son i was very angry at god i was very like disappointed I lost my faith for a while. I was questioning, like, why would God even let me get pregnant in the first place if all he was going to do was take away my baby? I remember crying for, like, what felt like months. Maybe it actually was months. And just saying, like, God, I want my baby back. I want my baby back. And just, like, I was just so angry. And at that point, I was, like, I didn't want children before that. But after that, I was obsessed. It's all I could think about. It's like, it was on my mind 24-7. And then I remember trying to convince you for a whole year to start trying again. And then when we did start trying again, we had a miscarriage. And then, uh, like, three months later, we found out that we were pregnant with our daughter now. Um, and I just remember that the whole pregnancy was so incredibly stressful. And at that point, like, I was starting to get my faith back, but it was so stressful and it was so, like, bad, honestly. But I remember when we got this place, I was in the bedroom one day while you were at work, and I'm hanging out, like, on the bed, and then the name, like, her name just popped up into my head. And I was like, what, what is this name? 
that's not a name that I've ever like thought about or I was ever like, oh, we're gonna name our kids. Like I wasn't thinking about names for our kids. And then her name popped up in my head and I Googled it and I found out the meaning of her name and I was like, God, like this was you because I don't think I'd ever heard her name before. The Holy Spirit. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't think I'd ever heard her name before. So to me it was like it was so cool looking it up and like being like, Oh wow. Like it was Hebrew as well. Yeah, like it was just like God said to me, like, Hey, I'm here for you, I'm here with you. This this is this is it. Like you're gonna have this baby. I'm gonna be there for you every step of the way and everything's gonna be okay. So after that point, I think I just tried to get closer in my faith. I wasn't like a particular like, I was a Christian, but I wasn't like Seventh-day Adventist or Catholic or like- You were denominational, you were yeah. non-denominational. Yeah, I was just like, I was a Christian. You just believe God's out there. Yeah. So I think that whole situation from losing a child to having a child that brought me a lot closer to God and made me realize like I might think that I'm special but this happens very often. This happens to a lot of people and it's like it's gonna hurt and it hurts but trusting that like I have a God who who is hears you. Yeah, who hears me, who like Provides. He's just everything. So mm. I have a merciful, like, Love just God who is going to do what he feels I can handle, what he feels I, I need and what I don't need. He'll, like, protect me from. And sometimes I might just think, like, God, why? Why would you do this? And then later, later on in life, I'm like, yep, I understand. I see now why that had to happen. Or I might not understand later on, or I might still be upset, but it's not really my place to be like, why? Why would you let this happen? Even though, yes, I, I will feel like that, but it's like, who am I to tell God what to do and what not to do for me? So It's a hard reality that we live in because there's a couple of points for the argument of, like, why is there evil if there's a good God? And why would God create it? But it's not like God created it. Evil is kind of like rust in a car. If you have rust in a car, it's a bad car. But if you only have rust and no car, then what is it? It's our car. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Bad is just... Bad has to only be bad because there's good, right? So we believe from Adam and Eve... <laughs> thinking about our car <laughs> from Adam and Eve after there was like perfection no sin no death none of that in paradise and after Eve and Adam they sinned then death came into the world and then all the tribulations afterwards came as a consequence of sin but one thing we can say for sure is God has not been distant from this world and the suffering of this world because what example can you think of that God came and joined in our suffering? When Jesus died on the cross for us. Exactly. So God isn't foreign or some one of those gods in other religion, false gods, 
demons, but <laughs> that's politically incorrect. Those gods are very distant from their their creation. But the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, Father, Holy Spirit, came to this earth. Jesus came to this earth, took on flesh from Mother Mary, was born, he suffered, he was whipped, he was beaten, he was flogged, he was crucified, he was spit on, humiliated, and he was God. And his father, God the Father, looked down and allowed it to happen. Being it his son allowing this to happen. Imagine if it was your child that was going through this and you had the power to stop it at any moment. How many of us would just snap our fingers and would have stopped it? But God had a plan for why that happened. And because if he had stopped it, then when we die, we'd have no chance at heaven. We'd have no shot at heaven. Yeah. It would just be death and hell. Yeah, because if we got judged based on our own actions, based on our own lives, we're all guilty of a lot of sins. To the point that sin, death is payment, it's wages. The wages of sin is death. So. So like a criminal that does a bunch of heinous crimes and then the judge looks at the criminal and says well you've committed all these heinous crimes you've earned yourself the death penalty that's what you earned but Jesus says actually no uh, I'll pay all of the fines and then someone just pays that fine so now you don't have to go be judged based on what you've done but based on what that person's righteousness was and that was Christ so Christ defeated death, he got the keys of hell, he used the cross to disarm death, so death no longer has power over us, and it says, even in the first book of the Bible, like, the first couple verses, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, and they made that mistake, God was giving out the punishments, he said, to Adam, you're going to plow the ground, and it's not going to give you, you know, as much as it used to, and it's not going to be easy, you're going to eat off of the sweat of your brow, and he said to the woman, you're going to have child, you're going to have pain in child, labor pains, childbirth. You're going to want to rule your husband, but he's going to rule you. Um, and he said to the serpent, you're going to eat the dust of the ground for like, forever. And then he said, the woman's seed shall crush your head. You'll bite his, like, you'll bite his ankle. Like, I'll put up the verses. You'll bite his ankle, but he'll crush your head. And that happened on the cross, right? Satan death got close to Jesus meaning like it captured him thinking like oh we got Jesus he died but then now death is right beside Jesus right right beside Jesus's foot imagine a snake comes and gets you and as soon as they bite you then you're right in the vicinity to just smash their head and that's what happened on the cross death was dismantled through Jesus so if you believe in Jesus if you trust in Jesus and you there's a lot more but that's just the essence of Christianity that you're going to have suffering in these days. You're going to be persecuted for Christ. You're going to suffer for Christ. You're going to die. A lot of the early Christians were dying, were being martyrs, were being burnt to death and crucified and horrible, horrible deaths just because they believed in Jesus and they didn't want to worship any other gods. And that's happening today, isn't it? Is the God of, you know, the pride. Pride, pride. Hey, you have to be inclusive. If you don't take this, you're a bigot and we're going to get you fired from your job. 
if you don't make us a cake the way we want it and put our stuff on it, this and that, and if you don't wax me and if call you don't, me a woman, if you don't like a man coming in and telling a woman you have to wax my nether regions, and the woman's like, we only do that to women. I am a woman, trans, supposedly trans, trans men or women. It's so confusing because if you say trans man, does that mean you used to be a woman? Used to be a man. It's just, it's all confusing. Trans men means that they were born female and then they decided now. They decided mentally, mental ascension that, hey, now I'm a man because I say so. And I cut off my penis. Or, you know, it was a woman. So she cut off her breasts. None of this stuff makes sense. It's really just to confuse you. Like the last video we saw a second ago. And what did it say? It said, um, cis women can't claim periods. This is what I mean when the transphobia just comes out, the audacity and just the 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 arrogance for cis women to believe that they own periods, that they own womanhood. You don't, okay? You don't own periods. You don't own womanhood. You experience both and both are different for every person, but as a cis woman, it doesn't belong to you. Yes. Oh my goodness, something as horrible and as excruciatingly painful and annoying as periods is something that you, like, you don't even get to experience. You don't have a uterus, so how on earth do you experience something when you lack the parts to experience it? Hey, yeah. there are women that don't have uteruses. Yes, are they not they are. women? They, they are. However, you don't necessarily need a uterus to be a woman, but you still have the DNA of a woman. Wait, are you I talking about X, X, X chromosomes and XY? That's all we're made up of, DNA. Biologic, like, biology is, was made by the white man. I literally learned biology for 2.5 seconds, but what I did learn is that life starts at conception. Mm. Our bodies are made up of DNA. What the heck? Like, Ain't no way. Gosh. Do they still teach this in school? These guys are all bigots. We gotta get all the school system. We gotta renew it because that is bigoted, and your chromosomes do not dictate if you're a boy or a girl. It's a societal construct. Society made you a man or a woman. They said clean a house and you're a woman and you if you work, you're a man. So if you're a woman and you work, now you're a man. And if you're a man and you clean, now you're a woman. <laughs> yeah, so you could be a stay-at-home dad and still be a father. I saw a video of a woman who supposedly transitions to be a man who then gave birth. Why would you cut off your body parts, mutilate yourself, yeah. take all these extra hormones First just man to, to get then go again and, give birth. and have a child and then bring a child up into this confusion, yeah. not knowing like, hey, wait, this is my mom. Do you not think you're I'm your father. I gave people? birth to you and I'm your father. It's like, the same thing like people are selfish. It's like how people want to do OnlyFans and then they have kids or they do a lot of porn and they have a kid. And then you're like, my kid's going to get bullied. And I'm like, why didn't you think of that before you were going to post your body naked on the internet for everybody to see in the world? And then you're going to be like, my kids are going to get bullied for this. Maybe just make the sacrifice that says, you know what? I'm not going to be selfish and care about how much money I'm going to get or attention I'm going to get. I'm going to care about how my kids are going to feel about me. Because there's a lot of decisions you have to make as a parent that if you were single, if you never had kids, you wouldn't care. 
But since you have kids, there's a certain way you have to move and present yourself and act because you're going to have to support a family. Go out in peace, glorify the Lord, and everything you do. Yeah, yeah. To, to